Oh no, no, get back lizard people, get, oh. Oh wow, I was only dreaming. Hey, where am I? Hey, I'm on a bus. I must be on a trip. Too much. I wonder what kind of mind-sucking hallucinogens I took before I left. Okay, I just have to examine all available data and feed it into my head. Okay, oh, a newspaper, wonderful. 1983, oh boy. Time warp. Oh well, at least the 70s are over. What's this, Ronald Reagan is president? Oh no, I am hallucinating here. The thought police will be derailing this train of thought momentarily. I know, I gotta figure out what kind of drugs I'm on then I can deal with this. Oh, wow. Hands are coming from the luggage rack above me. Mescaline rum banana smoothies. Oh, no, wait. The seat in front of me is melting. Okay, then it's either purple microdot or some very, very fine window pane acid. Or some kind of Drano. I should start leaving myself little notes before I mount expeditions into chemical land. Well, the bus is real, I think. But that lizard there is a very bad side effect of too much PCP-drenched Flintstone vitamins. Oh, wow. Rivers of purple ooze. Spider people with striped head. Oh, wait. I'm not tripping. I'm not even on a bus. It's the best of frantic times! Good evening and welcome. Hello. Good morning and welcome. Good afternoon and welcome. Good Nabin. Yeah, there you go. We if you're listening too. in Germany. Uh, you, this is the best of frantic times. I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatter. Paul's very European uh, this week. Egan. And and, uh, and we were just, uh, Paul was actually uh, lamenting that we don't mention the other two, Dan Redican and Rick Green. Uh, that's because we don't like them. So <laughs> let's move along we now. We love them. No, let's, they're very nice. They're just not here so we can abuse them. We can. So uh, let's 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 get into it for uh, episode 23 of the best of frantic times. Paul, is there anything you'd like to say before we uh, drop the needle, as the kids say? <laughs> no. It's a funny world with Alan Smith. is brought to you by Manfred's, makers of Manfred's Steak and Kidney Chocolate Bar, the English chocolate bar that they sent over here. This Halloween, give Manfred's Steak and Kidney Chocolates with the flavor you'll taste until Easter. And now, Alan Smith and his funny world. Halloween is a time of year I'll never forget, even if you tell me I have to. I remember when I was just a little piker, I loved Halloween so much, I never thought of anything else for months. I was like that. <laughs> On Halloween day, I ran straight home from school, even though that meant I had to cross the highway. <laughs> I was released from hospital just in time for Halloween next year. <laughs> I remember I was just, oh, 15, I think. And when I got home with all my trick-or-treat goodies, Dad would always ferret through them and get out all the peanuts. Dad loved peanuts. 
There was no explaining it. <laughs> dad and peanuts. You can't say dad without peanuts around me. <laughs> well, that year, I was still a bit woozy and I didn't get any peanuts from trick-or-treating. Well, dad, he was so upset, he went out and bought a bag of peanuts for himself and ate them in the root cellar. <laughs> it's a funny world, isn't it? It's a Funny World with Alan Smith is brought to you by Manfred's, makers of Manfred's Toadstool Jelly Beans, the Halloween candy that tastes like a crawl through the forest. <laughs> when I woke up the next day, I found Dad had soaked my eyeglasses. <laughs> Good morning, sir. It's a beautiful day in this universe. Would you like a flower? Yeah, how much? Oh, no, sir. This, this flower is a gift from the planet. I couldn't ask you for money for this flower. Oh, okay. Here, let me pin it on your lapel. Yeah, fine. There. Okay, However, thank, any thank donation you. would be appreciated. I knew it. Why didn't you just tell me how much and I would have paid it? Oh, but sir, well, I mean, what price can be placed on nature? It's impossible. Yeah, well, okay. Here's 50 cents, Although okay? we do suggest a minimum donation of $2. I knew it. Why didn't you just say that you were collecting money for your church? Oh, oh no, sir. This has nothing to do with a church. This is an act of personal charity. Yeah. All right, okay, well, look, here's your two bucks, okay? Then I donate the two dollars to the Church of the Infinite tomorrow. I, I knew it! You probably want me to read some of your propaganda, oh, right? Oh, no, sir. Look, no, 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 not at all. Words on paper are no substitute for the blaze of enlightenment in the soul. Uh, it says so right here on page five. Oh, I knew it! Oh! Here, let me see that. Oh, Magari Nico. Oh, all right, all right. And this stuff is supposed to hypnotize me, right? Oh, no, no, right? no, 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 no. no. Oh, this is a prayer. Just repeat it until your mind feels mushy. Oh, my Gary Nico. Oh, my Gary Nico. Oh, my Wait a minute. You can't fool me. I, I am becoming hypnotized. I knew it. Now you probably want me to put on one of these robes and bum chains be beside you. Oh, Look at no, 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 no. Not at all. This garment isn't even your size. Try it and see. Okay, okay I will. Oh, oh, this fits perfectly. Oh, I knew it. Oh, my Gary Nika. Oh, my Gary Nika. Excuse me, can you spare some change? Can you spare... Look, look, I'm doing it. Oh, I knew it. I told you. Oh, oh, you can't fool me. No, sir, we can't fool you at all. Oh, my Gary Nika. Oh, my Gary Nika. Oh, my Gary Nika. We asked Mrs. Westheiser to give us her regular brand of coffee and try our new improved Perk Morning Coffee. But she said no and thought we were criminals, so she had the police chased away, and now, now we don't have a commercial. Well, once again, there's that music. Yeah, it's time for some old-timey sketch music. Yes, yes. And we're talking about a cabinet shuffle here. Yeah, Does anyone oh. really know what that is, actually? But you know, if you're 75 years or older... You probably are nodding your head going, I know what that is. You kids in the back, shut up. I want to listen to this funny song. Well, you Americans out there, uh, we to, I guess, put a point on it. Uh, cabinet shuffle is when the main politician, the prime minister of our country, will change up uh, who their cabinet, um, is. cabinet is. and So the education of, guy goes to war. Right. The war guy goes to agriculture. The agriculture guy goes to finance. And, and it looks like they're putting a fresh coat of paint on their government when really they're What do not. they call it? Arranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Correct. We should call rename this song Arranging Deck Chairs on the Titanic. This song's gonna kill a minute 35 seconds. That's right. Come on, everybody. I'll teach you a new dance. You pull your left wing in, put your right wing out, take some tired 
call out the press and you say, see what's new? It's the new liberal cabinet and I shuffled it for you. Doing the liberal cabinet shuffle. Doing the liberal cabinet shuffle. Trade jobs with your partners. Lalonde gets the And they'll trade with you. Gretchen gets energy. Sidestep issues. Lalonde goes to housing. Give us the old soft shoe. Gray's in the treasury. Dance in a circle. Everybody's doing it. But don't go nowhere. Liberals are doing it. Shrug those shoulders. The cabinet is doing Stick it. Stick your finger in the air. The air's doing it to you. Doing the liberal cabinet shuffle. 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 So if you ever get bored with your portfolio, just do a little shuffle of Odeo Do. Pretend you have the answer and show exuberance. They don't know much about their job, but they sure know how to dance. Doing the lip rope cabinet shuffle. There they are. Doing the lip rope cabinet shuffle. Doing the lip rope cabinet shuffle. Doing the lip rope cabinet shuffle. You can call for coffee and you can get the croissants because I like you and I like you. It's my job as principal of this school to try to make it the best in all of Thursday. Canada, right? And I, I think that corporal punishment is is not a solution to anything. I'm sorry. And I agree. Well, I agree. we all do. The strap is one form of discipline we must have. I see. Well, I'm not about to argue with my entire faculty. If you want the strap, you'll get it. Now, who's first? Well, I've been bad. <laughs> Hello, folks. This is Rick calling in to remind you that you're listening to the Frantics Podcast with the original cast and a totally revised pod. Now, if you'll excuse me, that sandwich isn't going to eat itself. <laughs> oh, it did. Now, that's weird. Miss Tupling! Miss Tupling, come into my office right now! Oh, uh, yes, Mr. Ralston. Miss Tupling, the cost estimate for that pipeline is not on my desk! Well, Mr. Ralston is... You're fired! No, no, Mr. Ralston. Al Evans in cost accounting still has it on his desk. What? Get his bones up here this instant, Miss Tupling! He's got some explaining to do. Well, I've already sent him a memo asking him to come. Uh, what's happening, boss? Beautiful day, Miss Tupling. Beautiful day. Heavens! Uh, huh? Where's the cost estimate for the pipeline? Uh, I couldn't get my head into that. <laughs> what? The whole karma was off. <laughs> hey, I love this stapler, boss. It's so you. It's fabulous. What's he babbling about? Uh, I, I think he's saying he hasn't done it yet, sir. Oh. You're fired! Huh? Clear out your desk, turn in the washroom key, and go! Well, if that's your trip, let, let's go with that. You know, I'm marching to my own drummer and I have to sort of... Uh, uh, Mr. Ralston, Mr. Ralston. I don't know. I just don't... Al is the only cost accountant who can get the pipeline estimate done by 5 o'clock. Right, Frank. Evans? Uh-huh. You're hired! Oh. Have the cost estimate on my desk by 5. Or you're gonna eat that stapler. Oh, sorry, Chief. The whole ambiance is wrong. Did he say ambiance? He said ambiance. You're gonna need an ambulance in a minute, Evans. 
Look, sir, I'm an artist. I cannot be rushed. Artist smartest! You're a, you're a damn cost accountant. You measure the distance from a map, you multiply by the cost per meter of pipeline ad wages, and bingo, cost estimate. Numbers on paper. Numbers on paper? You might as well say the Mona Lisa is just paint on canvas. You might as well say that your life is just dirt on a stick. Uh, 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 <laughs> sir, sir, your blood pressure, sir. Have a drink. Allow me to handle this. Um, Al... I understand your whole creative accounting trip. You do? You do? Oh, oh, of course, Al. You're, you're so into accounting, it's fabulous. You're so sensitive, Miss Tupling. I must, I must do you in a double-ledger entry someday. Just, well, just, yes. Just the whole uh, I can see it. I'm an, I'm an artist myself, Al. Oh. Right now I'm working on a piece of prose I call uh, inter-office memo. Oh. <laughs> you work in uh, ink on medium-weight paper. I've seen your work. <laughs> it's Fabulous. You do sound like my wife's hairdresser friend. Uh, yes, sir. Have another drink. So, Al, um, you really suffer for your work. Yeah, well, my financial breakdowns tear me apart, you know. But it, it has to, it really, to me, it, it has to come from within. Like it, blood. Oh, sir, sir. Um, Al, you, you really are an artist. Well, I'm thinking of sending my ear to personnel, you know, just cut it off. And, I don't know, just to me, that's great, you know. What? I'm still seeking that one great masterpiece. Oh, so. I see you creating a masterpiece, Al. You do? You do? Oh, yes, in oil. Oil? Oil on canvas? No, 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 oil in pipelines. Yes, yes, nude figures. Yes, yes, nude figures in columns. In columns? Columns of nude figures. So symbolic. Yes, it's yes, a... symbolic of pipeline and wages. Yes, yes, yeah, I see the elements, they combine, they, they produce the... The, the, uh, the final figure, the, the final... cost estimate. Yes, I love it. The moment crystallizes. Yes, the hour of culmination. On my desk by five. Now that's art. Paul is uh, shuffling paper, and that usually means something. Well, yeah, because I have a story. I, I think it was a very funny story. story. From yeah. Paul. Well, when, when, remember when we were at the Soho at the Mets, and we had a lighting expert come in to put no, in the, the lighting grid? Remember yes, that? I, I remember that. I was okay. just going to ask you, is this a true story? It is, is a true story. No, 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 okay. no. This is a true story. Okay. And so, um, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, got his gigantic uh, screwdriver out, and he was in the, you know, the electrical panel, and we said, well, are you okay? I mean, are you, is it safe to do that? And he said, no, no, I'm an electrical expert. I've done this for 30 years and we turned away to do our own stuff and suddenly we heard this crack like a bolt of lightning he had flown yes No, it, was, it wasn't the crack of lightning that upset me. It was the thump of the body <laughs> falling on the floor. That was, and that there was... he was, lying on the floor, charred. His front was charred. <laughs> yes. And it was because this stainless steel, solid stainless steel um, screwdriver had evaporated to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some whack job had gotten in there to do the wiring and uh, Dan, who ran the place, not Redicam, but a different Dan. Can I say Dan's last name? Dan Larson got in a cheap electrician who didn't know the difference between white wire and black wire, so he just wired the thing up, so this poor guy went in thinking... Our guy. Yeah, our guy went in thinking... I, I didn't know that. And yeah, the remember the smell? It was like ion oh, yeah. smell. Was oh, yeah, it was cool. cool. It's like being in space. It was a great effect. It was good. Why, why are we talking about that? I have no idea. It was just a story we talked oh, about. Oh, okay. that was a lead I have to a no, sketch. no ending. I just thought I'd talk about fun <laughs> facts from the past. Good afternoon, class. I don't need to tell you that this is our last lesson in logical deduction before the midterm exam. Then why did you, sir? <laughs> 
What was that, Tess? Why did you tell us if you didn't need to? It's not logical. So, Tess, you fell into my little trap, did you? Trap, sir? Yes, trap, Tess. For while it is true I did not need to start my sentence with, I don't need to, still, that preamble did serve to remind you that there would be a midterm while simultaneously not reminding you. Now, let's, let's find out who's here and who isn't, shall we? Derbyfield? Here. Tess? Here. Claire? Here. Sanborn? Not here. Pardon me? I'm not here, sir. Do you realize, Sanborn, that you have not attended a single class in logical deduction? Yes, sir. Well, the only logical conclusion is that I shall have to fail you, Sanborn. But, sir, I've taken notes, I've handed in all the assignments, I've passed all the tests. Yes, and top-notch Mark Sanborn. But if you cannot sustain the interest to attend these classes in logical deduction... Uh, excuse me, sir? Now, Derbyfield, it's no use defending Sanborn in his absence. Uh, but, 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 sir, Sanborn isn't absent. He, he's right there. What are you saying, Derbyfield? Well, if Sanborn is absent, how is it you're able to converse with him about his absence? It's illogical. Illogical? Yes, sir. My gum derby field, you're right! Class, class, pay attention. We are presented with a real-life problem in logical deduction. No numerical abstractions here. This is the real meat, the grist of life. So let's have at it. Sanborn? Oh, I'd like to participate, sir, but I'm not here. Oh, right. Uh, derby field, you examine the evidence. Well, sir, uh, each day you ask who is here. Those who are present say so. Correct. Except for Sanborn, who says he isn't. So, therefore, he isn't. There, class, pure thought in action. Yeah, I wish I'd been here to see that, sir. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 sir, if you'd look around the room, you'd see that Sanborn is present. What? Why, so he is. Hello, Sanborn. Hi, sir. A paradox. <laughs> There's more to this than doesn't meet the eye. A verbal interrogative survey of the classroom indicates that Sanborn is absent. But a visual scan discloses that Sanborn is present. And always has been, sir. And what proof do we have of that conjecture? I have no such record. Oh, because I see him sitting there every day. Giggling. But, but besides, all the papers he's handed in, the tests, how could he do that if he wasn't here? I don't know. It's too bad he's not here so we could ask him. Sorry, sir. Well, Sanborn is here! Oh! Oh, he is here, is he? Yes. So the student presumes to teach the master. Well, then tell me, Derbyfield, how Sanborn can be here physically and not essentially. You are so smart, so clever, that should be a no problem for a little logician like you. No, sir. Well, then, what is the explanation? Oh, Sanborn's a dirty liar, sir. My ears are burning. <laughs> a liar? For declaring himself absent? But he's here! Ah, perhaps it's the rest of the class who were lying and saying they were here. Why would Sanborn, of all people, lie? Because he's a lousy troublemaker who's more than a bit crazy. Hmm. Tell me, Sanborn, do you have any defense to make in your absence? Sir, I can offer conclusive proof that I am not only not present, but that I should not be failed. Well, certainly. Go ahead, Sanborn. But, sir, there's... Silence, Derbyfield. You had your chance. But, sir, I... agree, sir, yes. that it's illogical for me to be present and not present at the same time in the same class of logical deduction. Yes, 
Illogical and therefore impossible. Exactly, sir. Therefore, such a class with such a paradox could not exist. So you are saying... Well, the only possible conclusion, sir, this class is an unreality. It does not exist. Brilliant! Oh, I, I can't fail you now. You've outthought us all, Sanborn. You passed with straight A's. I wouldn't be surprised sir. if you're on the faculty in a week. Thank sir. you, sir. Is this going to be on the exam? There is no exam, Derby Field, since there is no class. Didn't you hear? It's only logical. No exam, no class, no marks. But Sanborn got straight A's. That's not fair. The universe is seldom fair, Derby Field. But it is logical, and you will continue to flounder until you become attuned to its inner logic. I don't understand. Frankly, neither do I. If only Sanborn were here, I'll wager he could explain it to us all. Yes, sir, I suppose I could. So now we're going into a sketch that uh, Paul and I are having a problem with because we can't tell you the title of it. Oh, right. This is another sketch. The punch that's line. the premise. Yeah, correct. But no, it's the punchline. Correct. The premise we can't tell you about because... That's the punchline also. It'll give away the punchline. <laughs> and uh, I can say that uh, Dan and I are in it. And uh, did you you wrote this one? You said I don't think I have no I can't I have no recollection of anything. No? In fact, okay. I have no recollection of who you are. Ah, okay. In that case, I'm going to get Paul some medication, and you're going to listen to this next sketch. What more medication? More, I <laughs> more need meds more? for Paul. 1974. Oh, excuse me, officer. Are, are you writing that ticket for this car? Yes. Yeah, I'm really sorry. The meter must have just run out a minute ago. Look, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, I promise I'll, I'll be really careful in future. No, look, 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 I'll get in it right now and drive it off. Are you, are you listening to me? I said I would move it. There you are, sir. Have a nice day. Oh, great. So why don't you give me a ticket for parking too far from the curb while you're at it? Oh, come on, I was joking. 19, no, no, seriously, I was joking. Look, look, I'm getting in the car now. Look, I'll get in it now and drive it off. I'll leave. You're harassing me, pig! Watch it, kid. Here. Yeah, watch it, kid. Well, too bad there is no law against yelling in public! Section 34, subsection 12, paragraph 6. Oh, the Reese! Well, I may as well get my money's worth. Pig! Fascist police! Pigs are allowed against littering in public I'll tear up every sketch you give me. Pig! All right, all right. What do you think of that, huh? Here's your summons. I'll see you in court, kid. Yeah, you'll see me. I got your badge number. You just be there. I'll be there, you copper pig! It's not my car. Once upon a time there were some frantics These guys had a radio show Filled with capers, jokes, capades, and antics But they don't do it anymore The best of frantic times Good evening, I'm Ed Wallace And this is Phone Line Form For those of you who have just joined us You haven't missed a thing, we've just started 
My guest is Cosmo Blackwheel, president of Blackwheel Tool Company. Uh, thank you for having me on your show, Ed. Oh, you know, tool making is a wonderful craft. Oh, it's been handed down to my family from generation to generation. And today we're going to discuss the controversial topic, should we ban the hammer? <laughs> what? Mr. Blackwheel, I put it to you that there will never be global peace until we ban hammers once and for all. Ban hammers? Mr. Blackwheel, your hammers cause injuries. Your hammers cause death. Well, I don't think we can be held responsible for a few banged thumbs. Ah, there, you heard it. The president of Blackwheel Tool Company, manufacturers of a doomsday machine, the hammer. Well, everybody's got to be careful when you're using hammers. Ah, then you are in favor of hammer controls. Well, of course not. Let's go to the folds. You're on the air. Go ahead. I didn't raise my children to be bashed on the heads with hammers. I sympathize with you, madam. Toy companies even offer little hammers for kids to pretend with. But you live in a house, and that house was built with hammers. No, my house is built with crazy glue. <laughs> my neighborhood has been declared a hammer-free zone. You know, right now, anyone can go and purchase a hammer with no identification whatsoever. Thank you for calling, ma'am. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Ed. I don't think you're being fair to Mr. Blackwell. Oh? Uh, I like hammers, and I think there's nothing wrong with them. Oh, there, you see? And uh, what do you use these hammers for, sir? For recreational purposes. Mm -hmm. You know, making, making tables and building chairs and bashing people's heads in. You and know, you, uh... And, and this is the sort of behavior you condone? Oh, of course not. Thanks for calling, sir. Okay. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hi. I'm with the Greenpeace Foundation, mm -hmm. and we have documented evidence that shows 70% of sexual deviants own hammers. <laughs> so what? I'm sure 70% of lawyers own hammers. Are you saying that 100% of sexual deviants are lawyers? Yeah, but that's not the point. Oh. Are you going to ban saws, chisels, ice picks? And what about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Oh, come now, sir. Let's not get too far-fetched. That's all the time we have for hey, today. Hey, I want to make a point about hammers. Uh, it'll have to wait. No! I said that's all for this week. Ow! You see my point about hammers? Oh, yeah. I'm Ed Wallace, thinking out loud. Good night. Frank, 
They're trying to get you breathing. <laughs> Frank, they tore your good housecoat. Oh, my God, Frank, they're listening for a heartbeat. Frank, they're frowning. They're pounding your chest, Frank. They're giving you mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Frank, they're wrapping you in blankets. They're loading you into the ambulance, Frank. Oh, the ambulance is taking you away, Frank. Frank, you haven't heard a word I said, have you? Time's up. Uh, We have to get out of here now. We do. And uh, we'd like to thank you very much for listening to us. This was episode 23. Isn't this exciting? We've got 23 episodes done. That's incredible. And how many of you have heard all 23? Raise your hands. Wow, look Whoa, at that. That a sea well of done. hands. Well done. Well, thank you. Paul Good for you. You should applaud. be applauded. Well, well We're done. standing thank, now thank as we much. speak. Uh, and so uh, to uh, commemorate this uh, and to thank you all, we're going to go out with a song called I'm Following You, which involves me and uh, God, I'm good. Uh, on the guitar, singing and uh, doing this uh, special little song, I'm Following You. It's a creepy song. Well, I'm kind of creepy sometimes. <laughs> I am here right behind you. I am following you everywhere you go. Hello. I am following you. Don't bother trying to outrun me. Cause I can go just about anywhere that you can. I can go up high. Why not go up higher and higher? But I still can follow you even down low, low. Go ahead, change the key. I'm still with you now. Why not try to jump? I'm still with you. Thought you lost me there, didn't you? I'll follow you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Does this annoy you? I thought it might say hello to some of my friends. This has been the best of The Frantic Times, written, conceived, and performed by The Frantics. Paul Chato, Rick Green, Dan Riddickan, and Peter Wildman. Special guests, Maggie Butterfield, Mag Ruffman, and Carolyn Scott. Sound effects by Anton Sabo and Kathy Perry. Originally produced by David Milligan. The best of Frantic Times, produced by Derek Wellsman on the other side of this glass. Boot to the head! head!